Can't get enough of Rebel Girls? Well, luckily, the Rebel Girls app is now completely free. That's right, you can listen to the entire library of goodnight stories for Rebel Girls ad-free. Plus, check out the app's cool features like activities, trivia, custom playlists, and more. All parent-trusted and kids-safe. Find out more at rebelgirls.com slash audio and download the Rebel Girls app today. Thanks for listening. Have you heard the news? The best podcast for dinosaur fans is out and a roaring good time for all. What happens when a bolt of lightning hits a digger machine on top of a site that's full of dinosaur fossils? Uh, the digger turns into Digger Rex, of course. Join Digger Rex, the half-dinosaur, half-digger, on his adventures by searching for Digger Rex on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's me, Birdie, the conductor of the story train. I'm the one that wears a green baseball cap with a little white birdie on the front and my favorite overalls. All aboard the story train, find a comfy seat. We're about to leave the station, and you know what that means. We're going someplace new. One whistle, we're on our way. I wonder where story train will lead us this time. We're entering the rainbow tunnel. Hold on, everyone. It's off to far, far away. This is so exciting. Just on the other side of the short rainbow tunnel lies our destination. That was quick. We're already at the end of the tunnel. Oh, I know this place. We're in a sleepy little town called Hamlin. Hamlin sits nestled on the River Wesser in Lower Saxony, Germany. All appears peaceful here, but trouble is brewing. Can you feel it in the air? Today's story is about how the people of Hamlin lost everything most precious to them by not making good on a promise they made. It's called the Pied Piper. As sleepy and peaceful as the town of Hamlin is now, it was once very noisy. I'm not talking about your normal sounds, like people chatting in the marketplace and horse hooves hitting the cobblestones. No, no, no. In Hamlin, the noise was made by rats. The town was so infested with rats that many people were simply moving away as they could no longer find any joy in staying. There wasn't a barn or a bedroom, a storeroom or a cupboard that was free of rats. The rats simply ate their way into every space in Hamlin. If there was a cheese, they gnawed it hollow. If there was a pitcher of lemonade, they cleared it out. Why, the very soap in the dishes was not safe from the rat invaders. The people of Hamlin may have been able to bear having the rats everywhere, though, if it wasn't for the constant noise. The squeaking and shrieking, the hurrying and scurrying. You could neither hear yourself speak nor get a wink of sleep in Hamlin. Not to mention that every new mother in Hamlin was always awake. 
After all, how could they leave their babies in their cradles without staying up all the night long themselves to make sure there wasn't a rat running across their little one's face as they dreamt? Oh, no, 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 no. The poor people of Hamlin could not continue on as they were, fighting for their survival against the influx of rats. Of course, Hamlin's residents tried many things to rid themselves of the rats. First, they all got cats. Not a bad idea, right? After all, there are not many rats who care to live in daily fear of their lives. But in Hamlin, the cats didn't ever really stand a chance. Sure, they put up a good fight, as cats do, boxing and mewling with their sharp little paws. But in the end, there were simply too many rats and the cats were ultimately driven away. And when the cats failed, the people called in rat catchers. Why, there wasn't a rat catcher anywhere in Germany who hadn't tried his luck to rid Hamlin of the rodents. But no matter what the rat catchers tried, there seemed to be more rats than ever in Hamlin, and every day a fresh rat was cocking his tail or pricking his whiskers. The mayor of Hamlin and the town council were at their wits' end. As they were sitting one day in the town hall racking their poor brains and bewailing their fate, a town administrator came rushing in. "'Please, Mr. Mayor,' he said, "'a very odd fellow has just come into town.' Well, I don't know what to make of him, but he says he must see you at once. Well, show him in then, said the mayor, and moments later in the man stepped. This was a most unusual man, truly. There wasn't a color of the rainbow missing from his clothing. He was very tall and very thin, and he had keen, piercing eyes. I'm called the Pied Piper. He began, and what might you be willing to pay me if I rid you of every single rat in Hamlin? Now, people can be quite funny about money. Even though the citizens of Hamlin had no quality of life because of the rats and feared the rats day in and day out, they feared parting with their money more. Um, we can give you two pounds of gold, the mayor stuttered. At this, the piper chuckled. <laughs> I'll have twenty pounds of gold or nothing, he retorted. You see, the piper was not a man to stand for any nonsense, and so the upshot was that the twenty pounds of gold were promised him by the mayor and the town council just as soon as the rats were gone. With the agreement struck, the piper stepped out of the town hall, and as he stepped, he put a little musical pipe to his lips. A shrill tune sounded through the streets of Hamlin and could be heard in every house. And as each note pierced the air, a strange sight unfolded. For out of every hole, the rats came tumbling. There were no rats too old and none too young, none too big and none too little, to crowd at the piper's heels and with eager feet and upturned noses, they followed him, pitter-pattering away. Up Silver Street he went, and down Gold Street, and at the end of Gold Street is the bank of the River Wesser. And as the Pied Piper paced along slowly and gravely, the townsfolk of Hamlin flocked to their doors and windows, watching him in anticipation. Once the Piper was at the water's edge, he stepped into a boat, and not a rat as he shoved off into the deep water, 
piping shrilly all the while but followed him, plashing, paddling, and wagging their tails with delight. Some of these rats made it across the river, and others were not strong enough for the journey. But none of the rats remained in Hamlin. So when the piper returned and stepped back on the bank of Hamlin, not a single rat followed him. He had cleared Hamlin of all the rats. Now, you may imagine that the townspeople were throwing up their caps in joy and hurrahing and ringing the church bells in celebration. But when the piper stepped ashore, and not so much as a single congratulations or job well done was to be heard, the mayor and the council and the townsfolk generally began to hum and ha and to shake their heads. You see, they had made a promise that they weren't ready to keep with the piper. The town money chest had been sadly empty of late, and where were the 20 gold pounds going to come from? It had been such an easy job, too. Just getting into a boat and playing a pipe for some rats? Please. Why, the mayor himself could have done it, if only he thought of it. So the mayor hummed and hawed and at last said, Oh, come, my good man. You see what poor folk we are here in Hamlin. How can we manage to pay you twenty gold pounds? Will you not take the two that I offered originally? When all is said and done... It's still good payment for the trouble you've taken. Twenty pounds of gold was what I bargained for, said the piper shortly, and if I were you, I'd pay it quickly, for I can pipe many kinds of tunes as folk sometimes find to their cost. Are you threatening us, you strolling vagabond, shrieked the mayor, and at the same time he winked to the council. The rats are all dead and drowned, muttered he, and so... You may do your worst, my piper friend. And with that, he turned short upon his heel. Very well, said the piper, and he smiled a quiet, sad smile. With that, he laid his pipe to his lips again. But now there came forth no shrill notes, as it were, of scraping and gnawing and squeaking and scurrying. This was not a tune for rats. No, 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 no. This time the piper's tune was joyous and resonant, full of happy laughter and merry play. And as he paced down the streets, the elders mocked, but from schoolroom and playroom, from nursery and workshop, there was not a child in Hamlin who didn't run out with eager glee to happily follow the piper's call. Dancing, laughing, joining hands and tripping feet, the bright throng of children moved along up Gold Street and down Silver Street, and beyond Silver Street was a cool green forest full of old oaks and wide-spreading beech trees. The Pied Piper, in his colorful clothes, led the children deep into the forest, and that was the very last time that the people of Hamlin saw their children. All the while, the townspeople watched and waited, helpless and full of horror. They mocked the piper no longer now, and wished dearly that they had kept their promise to him. It's time for us to head back to Pflugerville. Here comes the Rainbow Tunnel. Come back and see me again. You never know where the story train will take us. And if you like stories, search for Go Kid Go wherever you listen, and you'll find lots of great adventures. See you next time!
Go Kid Go. Do you like to laugh? Ah, who am I kidding? Who doesn't like to laugh? So, okay, if you love to laugh, you'll love Don't Break the Rules. It's a hilarious comedy improv podcast where the voice actors make up their lines on the spot and try to be the only actor who doesn't break the rules. These talented actors are great at coming up with silly scenes and stories when they follow the rules for the episode. And it gets even sillier when they accidentally break the rules. The stories are guided by suggestions from kids like you, and the episodes feature laughs, burps, and the occasional unicorn. So if you'd like to giggle and play along, be sure to listen to Don't Break the Rules wherever you listen to podcasts. Podcasts.